It's episode three of the podcast, numero three. Uh, it's very exciting because we're actually going to launch on the internet this week. Yeah! So <laughs> uh, listeners can actually listen to the first three episodes, so that's exciting. And we've got another guest joining us. Oh, wait, where are my manners? Church, welcome. Thank you, and welcome everyone to the We Only Do One Take podcast. That's it. We only do one take. And I uh, think that's important we tell our, our guests that we only do one take. So and then we edit the shit out of it. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> <Cool shit. laughs> uh, uh, if we can get some clapping music. Always. Yep. Uh, clapping music. Yep. <laughs> uh, we'll clap in. Maybe a slow clap. A slow clap. Build then up. Then build it up to a, a fast clap and then a, a big cheer and a woo. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is Blaine Connolly. Woo. Well, I'm, you know what I'm going to say, Kieran? I spent my week... This was such a busy week this weekend. Last weekend. The weekend just passed. Mm-hmm. And you attended something of mine, which was my gig with the cliches on the Friday. And I just want to say that it was a great event. We were supporting... As in episode two, we talked about how we're going to support St. Vincent's... No, no, it was uh, Salvos. Salvos, sorry. Oh, that's right. I had a bit of a rant about them being a religious organisation. Mm-hmm. Um... No, it was a great night. Thoroughly enjoy, especially how your band played Africa. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, we, so, we try our best. So well, well done. I, and and I know Blaine had a great time there. I didn't pay to get in. <laughs> Sorry, I walked straight in. Perfect. I only bought drinks. That's good. I'm, I was driving there. I drove there, and I had to buy a round of drinks. Is that acceptable? Um, did did you drive everyone home? I did. Well, no. Nah. <laughs> they owe you a drink for sure. Thank you. Or at least two. I, I would say the one there. that you bought and the one... I was just impressed that I was a recipient of one of those drinks. So thank you, Blaine. <laughs> and also thank you for the lift home. <laughs> Greatly appreciated. So dead tired. I shouldn't have been driving, I swear. Uh, but look, I just want to thank uh, the Gammy Gammy Devils for, for hosting us. They were absolutely fantastic. They do a good show every yeah. year. Um, and donate to the Salvos. So hopefully we have many more gigs to come with the cliches couple more with them as well and a huge thank you to nicholas trajanovsky from dead city ruins another shout out to him uh he did he came in i asked him very drunkenly one night if he'd like to play for us he said yes i asked are you sure and he goes when are we doing it (laughs) uh so it was awesome to have him on stage i haven't played with him since our montresor days and just to let everyone know we ended up raising two thousand dollars for the salvos which is really cool yeah, you do your little bits here and there, and if that means I have to play guitar and act like a dick on stage, then that's that's really easy. I can do that. <laughs> Poor you. <laughs> well, that was a nice rant. Oh, well, I know I have a rant in store. <laughs> I'll be a dick on the guitar. For the <laughs> Putting it out there, I have a rant. I went to a wedding this this Sunday. It's a bit closer to the mic, mate. Surpri- surprise wedding. <laughs> see, see the lines here, talking to the mic. See, you want something like that. Over the line. All right. <laughs> Test. Oh. One, two. Edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You know what? Like, I love, I love, I, I'm getting sick of weddings. I've been to so many Sorry, recently. Sorry, I think that's the pizza. That's the pizza? Oh, yeah. So, so, I went to a wedding on the weekend, right? <laughs> So I went to a wedding on the weekend. And I'm, I'm I'm sort of getting to the stage where I've been to so many weddings, whether that be with the woggy side or like, you know, with friends and, and, and family or in cousins. What you're saying is you've got enough experience that you can now gate crash weddings. I <laughs> I would like the to the look now from Jess. The when's look when's it us? When's you know what you know what? Really funny. That this wedding here, the whole time, like the bride I said to the bride once that Jess and I Probably we'll just ne- might never get married. What's the difference if we buy a house, we move in together, and do all that sort of thing? Get a dog. Have, what's the What's the difference? And this bride was absolutely mortified at the thought that we would never get married. And then the wedding, there was no bouquet. So I said to Jess, "Well, you didn't catch the bouquet. There's no way we can get married now." So correct now me. Gonna- correct me if I'm wrong. What I'm hearing is, at any wedding that we go to, yep. as dear friends, yes. You basically want us to, if if Jess is in the crowd of people who's going to catch the bouquet, yep. you want us to run in and push her out of the way, pin her down, 
So she can't catch it. Is that what I'm hearing? You know what? Because you that, don't want to ma- get married. That would that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to do it just for that reason. I want you to do it for the hilarity of it as well. There's there's two as, uh, two facets to it. See one fatty in the front and just <laughs> do a runner, get the shoulder up, go for the mark. <laughs> yeah. So nonetheless, I went to this wedding. This is what I want to get to. And you know what? What shits me about weddings? The speeches. Because there's, you know what? There's no spectrum of speeches. They're either so terrible, I want to stab myself in the eye with a biro, or they're just the 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 groom, uh, the uh, the uh, the best man taking a dump on the groom. There's no in between. There's um. I went to my cousin's wedding in yep. Perth, and I I actually wish it was recorded. And this sounds really bad now, but the best man told the funniest story. He actually told about his brother mm. about the time he shaved pubes and got caught. See, that's really funny. Which and that's and that's the kind of stories that I'm looking for at a best man speech. I'm not and this is the thing. I the the, the best man at this wedding talked so much shit about his younger brother. It was hilarious. But the but the maid of honor the maid of honor's speeches go this way every single time. All the speeches have that upward inflection after every sentence. You know that upward, uh, it's called upspeak, I think. And and they always go like something like, oh, we met at high school and and uh, we've been really good friends and I can't believe how pretty she looks. Most and people are just pissed off that they never hear like how dirty was she that she just turned. Well, that's the thing. Like they'll tell like one story and it'd be like, oh, we, one time we got so drunk. Do you remember that? And no one, see, it's not funny for anyone else because they weren't there. So I walked in on her and she was a human uh, Chinese finger trap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, I want to hear stories like that. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear about the time like you went. Like this, they told us about times they had morning tea together, and I was like, I don't want to hear this. I just want to hear the time that. She accidentally slipped and fell on a penis. That's the kind of story that I'm looking for. Yeah. Or the time she got so drunk she fell down and hit her head on uh, on a tin roof or something. I, I don't care. Tell us something funny and makes her look like a piece of shit. I want to sit there, look at the bridesmaids, hear these stories and just put a face yeah. in the story. And it's like, That's right. This, this one knows how to t- take a dick. Yeah. She, <laughs> she, <laughs> she is truly the maid of honour. <laughs> All right, all right, I've looked it up. <coughs> the best man. The best man. This is what he needs to do. Okay, here we go. He needs to thank the groom yep. for the kind comments he made about the bridesmaids. Yep. He needs to tell a story about the difficulty of being the best man and getting the groom to the ceremony on time. Always hard. Yep. He needs to oh, tell... Oh, that's another thing. The women take about 10 years. And what's with... Okay, I can get dressed, shower, shave, shit, shampoo... Ready to go, suit on, look up the address, write the card, girl still in the shower. I don't understand. Do you know what the the bitch about it is? They've been planning their wedding since they were little girls, and it still takes them fucking forever. It still takes them fucking forever. They should have the flowers already down pet by the time they're six. God damn it. (laughs) So continue. What does the best man speech have to do? So what was it? What was the first two things? So maybe instead of them planning their dream wedding, we should be getting them to plan their dream speeches when they're kids. Well, they should just be planning. You know what? Just it on out of everything, the, the bridesmaid should know that their their friend pretty well, or their partner, or their you know their you know sister, or whatever. And they should just have like there's got to be a bank of dirt, a bank mm-hmm. of dirty stories or d- funny stories. That's what I'm after. I'm not after this like lovey dovey bullshit. And I'm sick of this up speak as well. I wish that would really stop that. I mean, but you know what? The whole time I was just whispering over to Jess, just going, like, you know, talking to her and up speak, even when we were dancing. Like, oh my God, I'm having such a good time. Aren't you? Isn't the food so good? Isn't this a pretty candle? Oh, man, I should. I would kick my own ass. They're getting pissed and they're waiting for someone at the end of the night to just hook up with. Uh, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that might be the case. Yeah, this is so nice. Gets even nicer later on. Oh, that's right. All right, so the groomsman, <coughs> he needs to make a, um, oops, he, he needs to make a an amusing story mm-hmm. about the groom and his past, provided it does not refer to past girlfriends. No, yeah, of course, that makes sense. I'm fi- I'm I'm happy with that. Or other serious, dangerous topics. 
That's fair well, past, Yeah, past partners don't say that, right? And, a, and a personal congratulations to the groom of his choice of bride and best wishes for the couples and their happiness, yada, 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 So yada. you're telling me that someone saying a speech at a wedding should not mention the uh, name of the previous partner. Is that what you're telling me? Look, it'd be hilarious. If I was in the audience and someone did that, that would be hilarious. Do you know my, uh, my brother, when he got married... No. <laughs> he thanked everyone in his family but my sister. That's, but that's something <laughs> and I, I would do. And I proofread. <laughs> I proofread the speech. <laughs> but you know what? That's something I would do. I'd be like thanking everyone. And it's like, oh, did you did you thank your brother? But what, what did he do? He literally just rocked up and didn't even pay for his own suit. What a bastard. Uh, I know, right? Yeah. Oh, no. The, the bridesmaid yep. needs to... Uh, Talking up speak? Nah, 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 nah. They've got to give a lovely opening. How they, how she knows the the, the bride. Uh, share a brief story on what you love most about the bride. Uh, briefly share how you knew she met the one, and do say what you love about the groom. Mm. So it's the the bride's. There's nothing funny there. Yeah, I, it's all lovey dovey. But, but I think that's the bad. Bi- I want like people are not there to hear the lovey dovey shit. They want the lovey dovey shit. They'd go to the morning tea or whatever the girls have, what's the afternoon tea and have butter scone, uh, butter biscuits and scones and you know sandwiches with cucumbers in them. Not and white gloves that go up to their elbows. <laughs> Gotta get closer to the mic. I don't but know. That was a Kieran good joke. Is hogging it. Oh, that's right. Just whip it off him. He's taking a monopoly over there. No, it's not. It's plenty of slack, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you get close. I want to be able to see some of the bubbles there. Bubble, bubble, bubble. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> So anyway, Kieran, it's been a fun week in news, and we've got a guest here today, so let's get... Oh, oh hang on one second. Oh, you got something. Uh, yeah. When I was 15, 16, I um, went to one of my first weddings, mm. right? And I was page boy at three weddings when I, before I was five, so this, this is what I'm saying. I'm so sick of weddings. I've been to so many, and I've offered to be page boy at every single one of them. Can I be your page boy? I'm t- I'm, you know what? I want like every single bloke there to be a page boy, but I want you all to wear like the one I wore when I was a page boy, which was like s- frilly stockings and like those, you know, those shoes and like a little, little like cumberbat sort of three piece suit. That's what I want you guys to wear. That'd be amazing. Flo- uh, 100. <laughs> 100. <laughs> Fucking Groomzilla over yeah, here. Yeah, oh, mate. I just wanted to be a shit show, just like this show. <laughs> Now, when I was when I was like fifteen, sixteen, I was on the uh, kids' table. But the kids' table, I was the youngest person on the kids' table at my cousin's wedding. Yeah, and I was at the back, and I had my 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 brother must have been what twenty two, twenty three, mm-hmm. and he was just pouring me wine, yeah, like wine and alcohol, and just getting me shit faced, right. Anyway, it got to the speeches, and they filmed the wedding, right, mm-hmm. and I was in the toilet puking. Lovely, and. The next day, we're at my cousin's house, um, and they were actually watching the video, and it did this pan... Wait, wait, that's another thing. Why the hell do they watch the video of what they just did the next day? It's not like they're editing it. <laughs> they're like, just, you know, it's not like this, like a podcast or whatever we're doing, like, I'm going to edit it the next day, get it going so we can put it up somewhere. They literally just go, look how beautiful... Look they're how- patting themselves on the back <laughs> for a job well done. <laughs> no one died, none of the old... Folks collapsed. Oh, I'll tell you what, spotlight. it could have been some of this one. Tell you what, have, have I ever told you about my parents' wedding video? This is the f- this is the greatest thing I've said. We con- I converted it from uh, VHS to a digital format, and then uploaded it to my computer, put it into Sony Vegas, and started chop- chopping it and this and that. And Dad goes to me, okay, so edit because everyone at their wedding of two hundred and fifty wogs decided to say a speech into the camera. And most of them, as you can tell as the night goes on, they're getting one more and more drunk and two speaking more and more Italian and then getting more drunk and then speaking Italian incoherently. So my dad just goes to me, all right, separate them all, like snip them into bite-sized pieces. And what we'll do is we'll we'll go through them and uh, we'll see what we want to keep. So I did all that and dad sits next to me and goes, all right, I want you to edit anyone that's dead Anyone that we don't speak to anymore, just delete it. So we cut down this like five and a half hour video, six hour video down to about half an hour. And it was actually to- to- like we got rid of the Eucharist in the in the, the wedding ceremony. We got rid of the prayers of the faithful. The homily went for about an hour. We got rid of that. And it was actually a watchable video after that. But I'll tell you what, 
wedding videos, man. Pictures I'm all happy with. Anyway, sounds lovely. Sounds like that was. It's why would you torture. edit that long? Why did why like did six I hours of editing? No, there was no they the the guys that did the original video didn't edit it. They mm. just gave us my mum and dad the video. He lives in the man's house. <laughs> he will edit that video if he wants to be fed. If he wants a roof over his head. Look, that's uh, that's that's fair enough. I um <coughs> anyway, what I was saying about my cousins who were, uh, the ne- were there the next day. Anyway, yep. are these the hot cousins, Karen? Uh, no. No, no. They're, the hot cousins are the Perth cousins. Important. The fact that he calls them the hot cousins. Yeah, I know. It's a bit Freudian. <laughs> Go back to Shelbyville. <laughs> I believe you called them the hot cousins. And then I followed. And anyway. he was confirming. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get bogged down in details. Um, yeah, they did a pan. They did a pan at the wedding. And there was one chair empty. And it was my chair. Because I was in the toilet puking. And they're like, who's who's not who wasn't there at the wedding? Anyway, that's uh, probably not <laughs> as funny as it sounds now. Can we get some? Can we get some laughing? Yeah, yeah. You know me. I'll let it straight in. Was it a high chair? Were you sitting on the high chair, Kieran? Yeah. I strapped you down. You yeah. escaped. I still sit on the high chair. What's, what's wrong with that? Anyway, <laughs> what a big week in news. Mm-hmm. Do you, would you? Uh, how about we get our? Uh, I guess is eating pizza. So <laughs> maybe we'll. Maybe do you, do you want to start there, Kieran, or do you want me to start? Because I've got a doozy of a story. Look, you know what? I reckon. Um, I, re- I reckon you start. Yeah. You've got a doozy. I've got a doozy. We'll go with your doozy. I've got a doozy. So, going on from last week of Mr. Donald Trump and how his Trump Force One, he would blast uh, Elton John and drink uh, nothing but pe- Diet Pepsi, Diet Coke, sorry, and uh, eat uh, hamburgers and all that sort of stuff. Uh, from Fox News. An armed Washington state man stopped in the middle of an intersection last month to fight lizard people because Donald Trump told him to. He's fighting the good fight. Oh, mate. So, so this guy... Oh, let's go on here. Uh, the Pierce County Sheriff's Office said they received a call on November 25th in Parkland, uh, Washington that a 54-year-old man had stopped his white SUV in the middle of an intersection, waved an AK-47 and screamed about, Send in the news! And lizard people. (laughs) (laughs) Police arrived on the scene and started closing in on the man, who put his weapons away in the cub and laid her on the ground as per police orders. The man allegedly resisted being handcuffed before the police tasered him. According to the police, the man had said he had snorted methamphetamine to lose weight, and had been prescribed morphine. Wise <laughs> slander. No way. He was of wait, sound I, wait, mind and body. I'll tell you what. He, this story only gets wilder and better. The meth doesn't make me a crazy man. The lizards are people are real. He told the report. Uh, it's all about report- you, Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> he reportedly told the officers. He also said Trump called uh, his, his home to inform him about the lizard people. And they needed to fight them before they took over, police said. The man, police reported, claimed that Trump told him on an, on an alpha dragon and had kidnapped his family and was holding them hostage. <laughs> Can't make this stuff up. <laughs> the department said the man was heavily under the influence of a stimulant. Yeah, no shit, he just snorted <laughs> methamphetamine. It's high in patriotism. <laughs> <laughs> and was transported to hospital for treatment. He was subsequently put in a 14-day mental health evaluation on hold and the officer did not release the man's name. Deputies said that they searched the man's SUV to discover a loaded sentry arm AK-47, a loaded uh, Rugger uh, .357 revolver, five loaded magazines for the AK-47, a holster and a wooden bat. Can I just say, isn't that the... I said this last week about the Trump story, but this is one of my favourite Trump-related stories. I've ever read. This man is a national hero and they should make statues of him for generations. Oh, they will. But they the, will. But, but, what, but what you might be... Oh, okay, go, Kieran, go. I was just going to say we should call this segment Trump Watch. Oh, mate, we should do it. <laughs> I should I'd bring one every week. I reckon this is the, but like, it's got to be something ridiculous. I can do that. But the question is, I'm sure it's all it's on everyone's lips. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I quite like myself a good conspiracy theory. I really do. I, I think that uh, Alex Jones is hilarious in his conspiracy theories. I think that conspiracy theories in general 
are the greatest thing ever because it's so ridiculous. They're perfect. So what you might be asking, what are the lizard people and where do they come from? Yes, I've been asking since before this podcast. Uh, I knew that. I knew that. So according to British conspiracy theorist David Icke, who had a revelation after some time and decided that the lizard people, the shape-shifting reptilians from the Alpha Draconian star system, now hiding in under, uh, underground bases, uh, are w- uh, behind the world conspiracy against humanity. He contends that most of the world leaders are rep- these reptiles, including George W. Bush and Queen Elizabeth II, one of the top ten c- popular conspiracy theories in the United States, and no fucking shit. How's this for a stat? In 2013... Uh, public policy polling in the US indicated that 4% of registered voters believe in David Icke's ideas. 4% of the people who voted think that I've, um, I've just got updated figures here. Oh, here we go. Updated figures. Updated. 10 out of 10. <coughs> Wikipedia. Actually, what did you say? 4%? 4%. Oh, what's the population? 250 million? Well, 350 registered million? voters. So that could be, let's say 200 million. I don't know. Well, this could, this could be 4%. I haven't done the maths yet. I'm, I'm sure our Mr. Accountant will, will inform me. 12 million Americans believe lizard people run our country. That's amazing. 12 million. These people vote. <laughs> Is there any news on Alex Jones' claims of intergalactic space pedophiles? Look, <laughs> nothing's coming through yet. Intergalactic but sex robots. Oh, that's, that's, they're real. <laughs> space pedophiles, lizard people. Our hands are full, people. Oh, mate, look. We can only fight. We can only fight the globalists one globalist at a time. <laughs> First, we got to make the frogs not gay. <laughs> you know what? F- funnily enough, did you? I don't know if you. Holy shit! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know how I said twelve million people, twelve million Americans believe lizard people run the country. Just uh, before. <laughs> Sorry, margin of error on this poll is two point eight percent. So basically, no one, or maybe even more. So there could be even more. There could be two point. There could be fifteen million people. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It could be. Uh, so I'm just glad. So Trump watch uh, for, for today is done. Uh, but like I said, fight the, fight the globalists. What can I say? We are through the looking glass, people. <laughs> uh, Forty-seven million Americans. Yep. Believe that the government controls minds through the TV. But I get that. <laughs> I can understand that. that for me, like, I go, okay, get that. There's got to be some kind of propaganda out there. That kind of makes sense. I wouldn't say it in that way, but I can sort of get what they're, they're coming at. Oh, by the way, I, I've just looked at lizard people control politics 4%. That's 12 million. 12 million. Yeah. There you go. So my yeah. stats are still up to date. I'm very happy <laughs> with myself. Oh well, that's um, that's uh, well, half the population has to be under a hundred points on the IQ test. Well, the same as Australia, I guess. <laughs> Living the dream here. At least we have nice beaches. Ah, <laughs> uh, keeping the stupid people happy. Ah, <laughs> uh, now I know. Um, sorry, I know. Last week we got our guest to talk about Milo. Yep, Milo Yiannopoulos. Yiannopoulos. Yep. We have actually our guest this week, Mr. Blaine Connolly. Yep. Actually went to see Milo yeah. as well. Yeah, I was sitting uh, next to him <laughs> at the show. If you want to talk about this again. Oh, sorry. Niall asked you about That's Milo. Right. That's yeah. Right. Well, shut up for a second. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to talk about this again. <laughs> no, no, no. I got a new, it's not a news story, but I, got a, I, was, I was reading a figure which said that um, Victoria Police have charged Milo $50,000 for security. Yep. For, the, for the handling of security. So, so yeah, so they charged about $50,000. $50, well, Milo naturally told them to go stuff themselves and paying for that for, for a bunch of hippies who have their day off or RDO, let's put it lightly. Hippies don't have RDOs. <laughs> it's oh, hard to take a day off when you're on Centrelink. <laughs> Weekends it, don't mean too much when you don't work. It's trying to be funny. You didn't see it. <laughs> Anyway, they're pro- <laughs> protesting, didn't have their pack of smokes, didn't have their rollies, yelling at the good, fine people who want to see a man speak, a flamboyant gay man. Mm. Well, around the area that he actually spoke, 
there are a lot of Sudanese migrants because there's lots of commissioned houses around the time. And apparently, a lot of the people who came to protest weren't there to exactly protest him, but more to protest the protesters to tell him to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean that it was like that South Park episode where the Atheist Alliance yeah. versus the... What was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So there was protests, protesting the protests. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Everyone's fighting the good fight. Who are they fighting? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> <laughs> but look, someone's got to be charged with fifty grand. So <laughs> send out the bill. Yeah. Uh, so Kieran, what have you uh, discovered in the news this week? This has been a fun week in news. Tell you what. Oh, it it has, and uh, this one is a whopper. Another Hungry Jack story. (laughs) (laughs) Why microwaving a boiled egg is one of the most dangerous things you can do in a kitchen. All right, Kieran. See what happens when I'm actually prepared. I know. (laughs) Give us us a. So, Kieran, why is boiling um, uh, an egg in a microwave so dangerous? Well, eggs sometimes explode in the microwave. Didn't you know if you knew that, but fun fact. So it's probably wise to cook them conventionally on the stove or the frying pan from now on. Just a, just a news announcement there, people. Uh, and you might have encountered popping eggs when cooking them by convection. And this is common, but messy and best avoided. But it turns out that microwaving hard-boiled eggs, so obviously you've cooked them, yep. and now you're going to microwave them to warm them up, can result in an even worse scenario. So I've, I already have a question about yep. this because if I'm hard boiling an egg, I'm never like going to go, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hard boil this egg and I'm going to put it in the fridge. And then like tomorrow, I'm going to uh, think, really want that egg. Because if I have time to hard boil an egg, I'm probably going to eat it on the spot. Like, I'm gonna, or I'm going to make like a salad and put it in like a Caesar salad or whatever it goes in. I don't imagine you looking forward to that on your way home from work. Oh, I'm going to have that egg. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, I'm not a big eggs, you know, apart from omelettes. I can dig an omelette. Don't mind bacon and eggs. But I, I never just go out and go, I'm going to hard boil an egg. And then that's the thing. I'm never going to buy, I'm going to hard boil an egg. I'm going to put it in the fridge. And when I really want that egg, I'm going to put it in the microwave. It's like It's like freezing hot water so you have it when it's ready. <laughs> Like, you know, when you really need it, you know? It's like, just do it again. It's fine. <laughs> Hard boiled the egg, but the milk has, is going off today. <laughs> Gotta have the cereal first. I'll get back to the egg. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Has happened. <laughs> oh, I hate it when the milk goes off. Anyway. Uh, I don't really oh, like Don't eggs. cry over it, mate. <laughs> Well, currently there's a lawsuit on at the moment oh, good. where a, a claimant says that he suffered severe burns and hearing damage and hearing damage from a hard-boiled egg. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. So- Apparently. What did it tell him? <laughs> <laughs> what was its last words? <laughs> Come on, it would have had a, a badass one-liner before it went. <laughs> With a mouthful of pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, the egg had exploded in the complainant's mouth after he bit into it. It's almost like eating one of those, you know, those... um, Pop rocks? uh, No, no, no. Chicken chicken Kiev balls. Oh, like they're really hot on the inside? I know what you mean. Yeah. And you eat them and then they burst. And then, because you're nicely dressed, because you're at a party. Yeah. And someone served them and you eat them and you make a mess. And then you get really angry because then you're like, they absolutely put this in the microwave. Mm-hmm. You just know that they did. It's like mm-hmm. these people have only spent thirty to forty dollars a head, and I still have to buy my own drinks. And last thing I want is something they've heated in the microwave now spilled all over myself. It's terrible. <laughs> it is terrible. Actually, I was wearing the jacket when that happened as oh, well. Oh, the jacket! It spilt on the jacket. Yeah. How many jackets have you worn now, Kieran? What's the count? Two. Two jackets. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing is about jackets, you can always dry clean them. Unless you can't. <laughs> you can always get padding on the, on the elbows. Oh, that's good. If you ruin a jacket, you can just put the patches on a new jacket. <laughs> I don't see you as a teacher yet, Kieran. You're not a teacher. You need the padding. You need a pipe. You need a padding. <laughs> you need padding. 
Need a pipe? You're not, th- you're not there yet. That's all I'm saying. Fair enough. Fair enough. So anyway, um, have you? Uh, uh, okay, cool. Maybe a cut there. I'm just trying to tell Blaine to uh, talk into the microphone because I'm not picking him up. <laughs> I feel like that asshole is just chiming in. Like I'm, you're like babysitting me like, yeah, the whole time. I'm just trying to make sure that we can hear you, mate. There, that's, see, look, a that's a good distance. It's We're like he's, keep ge- it. he's getting picked up later. We'll just deal with him for now. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I can't even cut you out that much because we're on the same vocal track. Just grab the mic and yeah, yeah. I don't want to be that forceful guy. It's like no, no, no. Just grab it. Just grab it. Yeah, it's all good. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, it's all good. First podcast, people. Yeah. Come on, I'm no Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's my news article. Oh, that's uh, it's, it's tame. That just proves that. See, this. Th- here's my. Here's the thing, right? That guy there took the egg out of the microwave. It didn't explode in the microwave, but when he bit it, it exploded. So how is that the microwave's fault? <laughs> I'm not defending the microwave. It's his te- It's his force. Yeah. That bro- it's on him. Yeah. If he took his time, That's he would have eased the, the damage. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're... Done to his shirt. How, how much... <laughs> so... Uh, how like do you really need an egg so much? You just go. I need to take it straight out of the microwave and just in my mouth. Eat like, it whole. Yeah, like eat a whole. Like, but no one goes. Uh, like, you just don't go. I'm gonna get a knife and fork. Might cut it in half. See it, how it is. See how it is. Have a look was, at it. How do you know the inside's cooked? This is a microwave we're talking about. We're not talking about like uh, out of the pot where you know it's cooked. Ah, uh, but you see, it was in a restaurant. So obviously, the <laughs> restaurant has microwaved the boiled egg. Is that true? Is that in the article? Oh, really? There is a level of trust at weddings when it comes to food. You assume <laughs> the spread's going to be food, the alcohol's going to be expensive, yep, and that you're going to take a few liberties, yeah. and you, you're going to bite into it. You got professionals cooking, yep, not some mom and pop shit. <laughs> but oh, you know what? I actually trust the mom and pop because if they go out of if they get one bad review, they're out of business, and they don't want that to happen. Big chain restaurants like Macca's, they've got p- hundreds of bad reviews, but. Lots of good ones from uh, Chicken Nuggets. So these, are, these are caterers who don't like their job, but they kind of need it to pay the rent. So yeah, there's that duty of care. Yeah. Anyway, the, speaking of uh, food possibly going bad, well, it did go bad in this case. Go on my work. She bought a fan of cheese at the supermarket. Gets a big thing of cheese. It's about to bite into it. Big white maggot starts Ugh. crawling out of it. Ew. Expensive cheese. Hope no one's uh, eating while we're talking about hard-boiled yeah. eggs and maggots. She was explaining to me that she uh, bit into that and then discovered the maggot. Yeah, she would have been it's not, I mean, hysterics. It's, it's like, I guess... I guess that's definitely worth a biting an apple and, fo- apple and finding a, 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 a worm, worm or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like a maggot's like... But it was like good cheese and the maggot was white and it blended in. Uh. It was like... One with, one, one with, with the, the cheese, pretty much. Yeah, oh. that's put me off cheese. <laughs> Are you be back? I'll be back. Safeway has Woolworths. To our American viewers, listeners, the shopping centre. It's pronounced as my nonna calls it Safeway. Uh, Safeway, Fitzroy. <laughs> um. Oh, I can't even remember what I was going to talk about now. Something to do with cheese. It's not about cheese and Safeway. Oh, I love cheese. <laughs> Makes my gut, you know. Someone update our Wikipedia fart page. Fart like, like <laughs> no tomorrow. If it's sliced and in plastic, nice and secure, I've got that assurance that has me <laughs> fucked with. I'll be happy. Oh. If it's in, if it's just a whole big thing of cheese, you don't know what's. No, take too many chances. That's a roll of dice. I ain't Mister Vegas. I ain't doing that. Mm. All right, I got another news article. You're up again. I, was I got say another news. Throw article. it over to the guest. Actually, does our guest have a news article? I think he does. I, I forgot to tell him to bring a news article. No, he, he brought something up. If he wants to start up. Otherwise, you know, while he's, go, pre- go with yours, while he's preparing, why don't we get to you? All right. Actually, why don't we get some preparing music? Can we- preparing music? Yeah, it's all good. I'll put it in the background. You don't have to say it. I know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I put the uh, Barry White music in last time. Ooh. Uh, we, we should maybe get some Barry White music in now. Maybe a different track. I'll try my best. Oh, those sound effects last week, they were they were to die for. <laughs> to die for. Do you like that? Pew, pew, pew. I'll put in the background. <laughs> oh, dude. Especially when I farted, but you don't know that I farted, but you just put this like massive fart. 
Like I did a I did a whopper. Like it was a whopper last week. And then obviously the people who've listened to last week's now listen to this week. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, that it was me that farted. Yep. Um, but it was that was that I pissed myself when I listened to it. Oh, uh, well, we'll get that on. We'll get that on uh, recording <laughs> too, and <laughs> I'll put that in. All right. In Reddit World's News, ancient mummy gets CT scan after two thousand years, is diagnosed with cancer. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and they say detection is key. <laughs> Early detection is the key to prevention. <laughs> Bit too late in this case. Oh. Can you imagine, like, you know, you're, you know, in ancient Egypt, the pharaoh, and, like, you, you die of whatever causes, and then it's just like, you probably know you're sick, you probably know you have cancer, or, like, you know, something like cancer, or whatever it is, you know, and then it's like, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to put, like, 50 leeches on you, and you're also going to have to cut off your foreskin and eat it. Like, that's probably something that they did. Medicare's gone a long, come a long way. <laughs> you know what, mate? We've uh, from slave labour to now, where I think we're doing all right. Health insurance is a bit more affordable. Not much amongst the slaves. But that's the thing. Like they, they treated like all the Egyptian pharaohs as gods, so they would have done everything in their power. But it sort of makes sense, right? Because what they died when they were about twenty-five. Yeah, twenty-five, yeah. thirty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And now, if you look at ten and twelve-year-olds, they rule the world, don't they? They try and kick and scream and get their own way. So they would have got their own way back then, and they would have been king. Well, that was I think Tutankhamun was it yeah. Tutankhamun that was like the youngest ever pharaoh. Like he was like in his like teens. No wonder the bloody cats were worshipped there. <laughs> Jesus. So you're king, and you get to do what you want, and then you tell some other people you're sick, and some other people anyway. It was a big terrible. What is the criteria to be a doc, like a, a healer in ancient Egypt? You're like, you get it right that one time and then the pharaoh just says, like, you're a healer, you know what to do. And you just wing it the rest of the time. It's like, oh, No, what you're going to do is you're going to apply for the job on seek and have the right requirements. And then when, once you uh, hand in your resume, then in the next tab, you click next and you have to fill in the same information once again that's in your resume, but just to do it again. Just to, I don't know why. That's, that's how you apply. That's a lot of parchment. You've got to fill out your resume <laughs> a few th- hundred times. Just like tear it off. Here you go, here you go, here you go. That's all in stone, mate. Just uh, you know, like it's carrying that around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, here all we right. go. You got one? Got one. <clears throat> I have a feeling we may have gone to the same <laughs> website. <laughs> I've, I've been all over the place, so I've been sort of lucky on that. But let's have a look. What have you got? All right, all right. Here we go. Man agrees to girlfriend... Oh, actually, before I say that, Turch, do you have a drinking problem? Only on weekends and days ending in Y. Fantastic. Blaine? I like the snifter of port in the wintertime. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I'll give you the headline. Man agrees to girlfriend's drinking ban for a 100-pound bet, Uh then finds a genius way around it. Beautiful. So, obviously, this person might... Jess, don't listen to this. Yes, Jess, don't. <laughs> if your name is Jess, earmuffs, earmuffs. All right, so um, there's this young woman decided to give her boyfriend a drinking ban. She right. decided. Yep. Right? Not. It sounds like he didn't decide, and I don't think he would have decided. But he decided to give his... She decided to give her boyfriend a drinking yep. ban and bet him 100 pounds... Yep. He couldn't stick to it. Right. Okay. For how long, though? Was it just to stick uh, it doesn't say. Oh, uh, no, until Christmas. Oh, that's not bad. So, for about from now until Christmas. Month. Yeah, 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 about a month. Okay. So, she bet him that he couldn't limit his booze intake to only one glass a night until Christmas. Okay. Yep. One glass a night. Yeah. I'm going to show you a picture. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, I might show the picture to our guest. I'll get our guest to describe this picture. Because he's, he's, he's only having one glass. Oh, man. I saw this one coming. Yep. Big smile on his face there. I'm yeah. assuming that the glass is subtly bigger than a normal glass. Just a, just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Baby steps. Yeah, he's... Uh, the straw is very creative. <laughs> it's very comfortable on the couch. On those corny couches. Just sitting there, getting the wife's attention. It's like, hey, hey, have a look at this. Sticking to the bet. $100 coming my way for more booze. 
So if we look at if we look at the the size of the couch and then the size of the glass, mm-hmm. what do we see? An ugly looking couch. I'm gonna say that the gentleman uh, is lying on the couch seductively, mind you, uh, with a lovely sweater, and I would say the glass is a wine glass. It's a very big wine glass, and I would say it's probably holding at least a bottle of wine. Maybe a bottle and a half in that one glass. And it comes all the way up to like the couch seats for ease and convenience and the speed of Webjet. Not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to talk about our sponsor tonight. It is from Professor... Is this from Professor's or the other one? Yeah, oh, this is from Professor's Pizza in Watsonia. It's called Professor's Gourmet... Gourmet pizza something something. And to meet my $30 minimum bet, I ordered a Nutella calzone serving for four. So, so guys, <laughs> if you if you got if you guys want to dig in, go right ahead. Serving for four for one. <laughs> Nutella calzone. So that's uh what Sony are Professor Pizzas. Are they have any specials on at the moment? I hear they I don't know. I I just I, I needed what I needed to do. I needed to get laundry detergent, <laughs> and it's been two days. I've been out of laundry detergent for two days. I've needed laundry detergent, and I went right before you come over. I'm going to go down to the shops and we're going to get laundry detergent. And then I was like, I haven't done anything for dinner. I finished teaching at like what seven thirty. I'll go down. I'll go down and I'll I'll rank, rang up, ordered a pizza from Professor Pizzas, and and um uh, and I was, I'll get laundry detergent. So I went to the shops. I bought apples. I bought lime. I bought any everything but laundry detergent. Because they're ready for ready for your gin and tonic <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Gin and tonic. Took out the money. Picked up the pizza. Was in the car halfway back home, and I forgot laundry detergent. Oh. So I had to go back. You are the pure essence of a man. And as we speak right now from our studio, the washing machine's on right now. Well done. Thank you. Well done. So. I've got three more stories that I brought in. I thought I'd let you guys sort of decide what you'd like to hear about. Would you like to hear about a whistleblower that gave uh, information to 4chan? Would you like to hear about hackers uh, putting some stuff on ISIS's websites? Or would you like to hear about a malfunctioning toilet on an airplane? (laughs) Malfunctioning toilet! This is from the New York Daily News. So, I've gone all out for this article. <laughs> that is very reputable. <laughs> Says the man eating calzone. So, malfunctioning toilets cause Delta flight to make emergency landing halfway through a flight to Seattle. When you gotta go, the plane's gotta land. A Delta Airlines flight from Kennedy Airport has had to make an emergency pit stop in Montana so passengers could take a much-needed bathroom break, officials say on Wednesday. Malfunctioning bathrooms on the Boeing 757 caused a real emergency Saturday, forcing the plane to land in Billings Logan International Airport more than halfway through a six-hour flight to Seattle. All the toilets were full and passengers really uh, needed to go really bad, according to the Delta incident report uncovered by Billings Gazette. The United Airlines final Boeing 747 flight... They should have picked the chicken. (laughs) (laughs) So once they landed, relief was still nowhere in sight. Because of an unscheduled stop, no gates were available for the plane, which had to be taken to cargo area for several uh, t- to unload several passengers that needed to find a laboratory very urgently, according to the report. Ground crews had to bring a roller stairway to the plane so passengers could rush to the nearest restroom and find relief of built-up pressures, <laughs> a report said. <laughs> I swear journalists in journalist school, uh, like, <laughs> are they trained to come up with this this kind of... You know what? This, this is all from the report itself. So I want to get a hand on this report because I reckon the guy's got this is the fucking funniest thing I've ever done in my <laughs> life. I'm going to make sure that there's more... I need to go to the toilet innuendos than I've ever written in my life. So passengers were allowed to get back on the plane and continue the way once their toilets were fixed and the plane was refueled. Uh, the Billings Director of Aviation and Transit told the paper. 
So I've just <laughs> I've just looked up the yep. Boeing seven. I think you said seven five seven has four toilets on board. <laughs> four toilets. So that means all four weren't working. Yes, yes, that's absolutely <laughs> right. I was thinking, is it just a small aircraft with one toilet and they've got to land? But no, all four weren't working. That's amazing. <laughs> that's four fat fucks on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't take it at the bloody terminal, so they oh. took it with them. There you go. Oh, Montana. Amazing. Do you know do you know do you know when um <laughs> When I was in the in the CFA, that's Country Fire Authority, we did this um, training exercise, and we it was it was one of those winters where it'd been just raining a lot and raining yep. a lot, and we're out in Whittlesea. Anyway, I was uh, I was in the crew leader position, so I was navigating, and we we're about to swap over, and our driver pulled over on the side of the road, and it was sort of like a bit muddy, and there was like a ditch, and then on the other side of that ditch, it looked like it was hard, so the driver was like, oh, "I'm going to drive along the road." And then um, I'm going to get the wheels on the other side for, from that ditch and then, then we'll stop. Anyway, long story short, the uh, we basically bogged the fire truck. <laughs> the, it, just, it ended in the ditch. Speaking of toilets. <laughs> ended in the ditch. And then, you know, I opened up the crew door and like my feet were touching the ground. <laughs> <laughs> what a story, Mark. <laughs> Anyway, I needed to go to the toilet. It took it, you know, it actually took us four hours for us to get to get Un- towed out. Unbogged. Yep. I anyway, I had to I had the radio and I was like, Well, this is hilarious. How do I make this um how do I make this as funny as possible? Yeah. Right? Because I thought we're gonna have to write a report, you know, we're gonna get in trouble for some reason, you know, this is anyway, let's just let's just take the piss out of out of this. So I radio and I go, uh, Vic Fire, this is St Andrews Tanker two. And they go, go ahead, St. Andrews, take it too. And I go, we're currently experiencing road surface tension issues. <laughs> and they go, could you please repeat? And I go, we're currently experiencing road surface tension issues and require uh, towage. And they go, could you please clarify, St. Andrews, take it too. And I go, uh, yes, uh, yes, Vic Fire, we're currently bogged. <laughs> and require immediate assistance. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Do you know what happened? Because it was Wednesday night, and no. a lot of the other brigades had their meetings on the like uh, their monthly meeting. So, within the space of thirty minutes, we had five different brigades and their fire trucks turn up to come see us, not offer assistance, but to laugh and point, and then go home. I, I would have done the exact same thing. I'm not gonna lie. So just checking to see if you're all right. <laughs> they, they care. Yeah, yeah, that's there the he first, is. They're pointing, laughing. That's the they're first happy. letter of CFA. They're happy. <laughs> they're happy you're alive. We're so happy. They're just bogged. Oh, hurrah. <laughs> we got more um, more support from the local farmers <laughs> driving by <laughs> than from than from the CFA. You had a honk with your horny sign at the back <laughs> of the truck and they're just like, oh, yeah, I'll honk my truck. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, we ended up getting a phone call from our captain who was like blasting us. And of course, me being me, I was like, hello. Oh, yeah, we currently got an issue. Hang up. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. I just imagine the farmers coming up. It's like, you got mud in the tyres. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're back to the tractor pull, boys. Let's do it. <laughs> they know all about it. They show you how to get it all fixed up. Mud in the tyres, Karen. <laughs> so that was good fun. Anyway, that has nothing to do with toilets. No, well, it's nothing to do with bogging. And, and you said taking the piss. So, you know, we, we're quite with the sexual innuendo here. It, but that would be quite uncomfortable on an aeroplane if. If you couldn't go, well, worst comes to worst. If you really needed to go, you could you could just try and like uh, piss in a glass. I mean, really, there's there's ways around it, but this just means that more people really want to take a shit on an airplane, and that that is like the worst thing you could do on an airplane. Like take a shit on an airplane. I, I, for me, only if I absolutely desperately needed, one hundred percent needed to shit on an airplane, would I shit on an airplane. One time I was on a flight to New York and I was in the toilet taking a shit, as you do. And the uh, captain's announcement came on. We're about to have a bit of turbulence. So I was in the toilet, 12 years old, holding onto the bowl. (laughs) And it was all freaking shaking. Most intense shit of my life. Well, I was going to say, at least if you're going to shit your pants, you're in the right place. (laughs) Why why don't you like airplane toilets? Because you push the button and it does the... Oh, that... I just, you know, it's like, it's 
you if you want to shit somewhere, you can shit somewhere comfortable. You want to shit somewhere where you're relaxed. You know, you don't want to shit with this turbulence. You just want to s- sit down and go, you know what? I've got my own space here for a bit. Especially on a plane, you sit next to people, you're cramped. You're At least going, you have fucking space. Look at the size of you. I go in there, I'm fucking cramped. I'm like Yao Ming in a fucking hobbit hole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you complaining about? Fuck's sake. Hey, I fucking need my leg room, alright? That's what I need. You have leg room. <laughs> yeah, I'm worried about my knees, man. So mad. I just don't I have, have legs. to maneuver. It's a tight space everywhere. Oh, oh man. man. I'll complain about my leg room all I want, mate. <laughs> You're the shortest one here. It, but that doesn't mean much to the listener. <laughs> Listen I'm, here. I'm six foot two. These guys are six foot three. That's it, guys. My whole fa- Whenever my whole family flies together, we always have to make sure we get the front seats just so we have the leg room. So do I. So do I. No one wants to smell the Italian stench. It's fine. <laughs> I will smell the Italian stench if my if I am not cramped up like a fucking cattle car on my way to Auschwitz. <laughs> Quick, uh, sorry, what were you saying? I wasn't, wasn't listening. He's gone Auschwitz. Oh god, <laughs> it's just a bit cramped, Karen. <laughs> Blaine and Turch. Yeah. Personal question. <laughs> Fourteen <you> s- inches. <laughs> Do you stand or sit when you wipe? I do a bit of both. No, don't sit on no, the fence. No, I do, I do. I do as well. Yeah. I, sometimes, yeah. I like, sometimes like you just want to get, like, you know, usually I just sit there, it turns up too bad, and then sometimes I'm like, you know what, I just can't get it. And yeah. standing gives you the leverage and the, and the maneuverability that you really need to wipe your ass in, that, uh, in the bidet. You need to get right in there, and you yeah. can't do it if you're standing up. But sort of clenched. Yeah. You need to nice you need the cheeks to be nice and open. <laughs> Ready for that. <laughs> what I don't get is you know what I don't like in bathrooms? Is those hand dryers that blow the air, like you know, like those Dyson ones? <laughs> I don't like them. I feel like my hands are dirty. I love those urinals. <laughs> <laughs> I, I put my hands in it and I just feel other people's piss because bloody pet blades pissing in them. <laughs> Hey, you gotta get used to these new <laughs> toilets. I worked it out. <laughs> yeah, I don't like them. I don't like. You know, I I prefer a paper towel to a those heat dryers. I think those heat dryers just blow around all of the piss and shit particles on my hands. It's how they're thinning the population. Then <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm living forever. <laughs> oh, Kieran, you got another news article for us. Oh, this one's a cracker. Oh, this one, I have been saving this one. Oh, sorry, I've got Since to delete. about two hours ago. <laughs> I've got to delete some... Uh, some pornography? Yeah, some pornography. That's but right. you know what? Speaking of porn, I'll just quickly do another one. Mm. From news.com.au. Mm-hmm. Hackers putting porn on ISIS propaganda sites. So a group of hackers have taken aim at Islamic state militants and brutally humiliating them with a rather scandalous cyber campaign. A group of Iraqi computer hackers have launched a cyber operation against the Islamic State terror group by slipping pornography images into its official communication channels, according to a report published this week. Members of the group um, told Newsweek that the goal is to show distrust amongst ISIS users among the messages for its group leadership. In one instance, the hackers photoshopped an image of a naked woman into an announcement about the opening of a media center in the ISIS-controlled Syria. The altered image made it look like the Islamic State extremists were viewing pornography. How great is that? How great is that? That's my favorite way to win a war. We're just going to Photoshop pornography into their own pictures and put it up there on their message boards. How great is that? That is great. I'm all for this. That is fantastic. It's even better if it's their own women. Just the veil, <laughs> nothing else. Just, just an ankle showing. Just, <laughs> just set them right off edge. Oh, I'll eat each other up. You know, that's just, and look at this. So the guys go, uh, uh, they go to a certain Telegram site and uh, they've been very successful and they've only got six, uh, six people doing this and they've been highly successful at shutting down the many of the communication networks that, they've been, that ISIS have been using. 
Um, I think. I oh, know. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I think. I think we've because the war has changed. That's the war. Really, that's it's really not traditional wars anymore. Yeah, the war wars. has changed, and it's going to be. It's. It's really not going to be face to face. It's cyber. Yeah. It is. So you've got to be on the forefront, and because they're very religious. Yeah. And they'll probably take offence to that. They probably enjoy it by themselves, but wow. if they're in a group, they'll probably take offence to that. Yeah. So I think that's fantastic. No, I look, think that is a great if you're going to win a war by showing the uh, opposition pornography, that that for me, that's that's like an onion article. It's like reading the onion. It's like you know, man wins you know lawsuit by watching pornography. That that, that that's exactly the kind of article we just read. It's just, it's just beautiful in every single possible way. I love it. This is fantastic. The snatch that's winning hearts and minds across <laughs> in the Middle East. <laughs> okay. This one's a cracker. You guys are going to love this. Absolutely going to love this. This is probably the best news article you're going to have. Oh, We've done pretty well this week. <laughs> you can tell that I'm trying to talk was, it up because I I, it's quite bad. <laughs> I was going to say for, uh, from last week and the week before where we yeah, had pretty average articles, this has been real fun. We had sex robots last week. We had two and sex. the robot the week before we had sex robots. Yeah, it's true. What, what, what's your knowledge on sex robots, Blaine? He's got three. Isn't one of them a citizen of... Saturday we Rover. talked about that last week. Wait till you actually listen to the podcast. <laughs> Wait till it's actually released. And you might find out some stuff that you didn't know and some jokes you didn't want to hear. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, apparently the, um, there was a... Speaking of sex dolls or robots, whatever. Yep. There was a guy at Sexyland a couple of days ago broke into it in the middle of the night just to steal a $3,000 one. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Fucking hell, how yeah. lonely. If you want to try it, it's in Kieran's bedroom. So cute. Hey. <laughs> So, Kieran, what have you got for us? Uh, no comment. <laughs> uh oh, sh- hang on a second. Uh oh. This is why you don't buy a Mac, everybody. You just print it out like a normal person. <laughs> no, wait, that's the boiled egg one. I don't want that one. Oh, no! I have to edit this part. Oh, Touch, it's the software he uses to back up the sex robot. <laughs> <laughs> I clitoris. <laughs> All right, so this is, this is, um, th- this is going to be great. Now it's almost Christmas time, which means depends, that depends when we release this. <laughs> <laughs> but go on, it's almost Christmas time, <laughs> um, which means that we're about to sit down at the tables, and we're gonna have the what are they called? You know the things where you go bang. Oh, Christmas crackers? Christmas crackers, that's it. You said that was a cracker of a story before, <laughs> and I thought, okay, here we go. I thought this was about me and being a white person, but, you know. Did I say this was a cracker of a story? You did, and I thought, this is actually really good, and now I'm not going to give you credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough. All right, well, I've got this year's top 50 Christmas crackers. That's amazing. But I'm not going to read all 50, don't No, let's go, let's, let's go top five. Can from five to one. Well, they're from England, so a lot of them don't make sense. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm top, just top five. I'm just cherry picking. All right, let's just cherry pick the top five. <laughs> Do you know what Ryanair is? Ryanair. Mm. Uh, is it a really terrible airline run by Ryan Powell? Probably, it's the Irish airline. Uh-huh. <laughs> Close enough. Uh. All right, all right, here we go. What is the difference between Ryanair and Santa? Santa at least flies once a year. Oh, I was going to say flies on Christmas. Yeah, that's all right. All right, all right. Why was Theresa May sacked as nativity manager? Who knows? She couldn't run a stable government. Oh, god damn it. (laughs) We can get lots of applause after this. Oh, yeah, don't worry. It's all right. (laughs) All right. Kim Jong-un will play Santa this year in the South's annual pantomime. He said he fancied a career change. Oh, God. Get, nah, look, look, look. You know what? My uh, little One more, one, one more. more. One more, one more. <coughs> All right. Um, Ter- um, Theresa May has asked Santa for a home makeover this year. First thing on the list was a new cabinet. Oh, God. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> 
You know what the most important part? Christmas dad jokes. <laughs> we were lying. <laughs> you know what the most important part of, of, of comedy is, Kieran? Sass. So my little cousin. <laughs> <laughs> timing. So my little cousin, um, when when he was a couple of years ago, would go up to Jess and, and like say all these really terrible, terrible jokes. And then like Jess would tell him a joke. And uh, but and Jess would be like, you know, oh, what do you call like, you know, why did the chicken cross the road? And he'd be like, oh, to get to the other side. Jess is like, yes, that's right. And he goes, I knew that one. <laughs> I knew that. Or that's an easy one. He thought they were like questions, like a like a trivia, like a quiz. And like he was getting like you know, so Jess would just make stuff up, like, oh, what do you call a computer lying on a, on a fish? And he'd be like, oh, a sausage egg. Oh, that's an easy one. Every single time. Hilarious. Ten points. Ten points, yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's uh, now touring the USA. He's uh. <laughs> got, got a special on Netflix coming out. Yeah. <laughs> Supporting Joe Rogan. <laughs> what is a joke? Coming soon. <laughs> Real philosophical show. Really makes you think, why? <laughs> <laughs> really makes you think, how did he get a special? <laughs> Does he know his crafts? <laughs> It's like and, uh, Andy Kaufman, just like, wh- why is he is he a comedian? Is he not a comedian? Do we know what's going on? Hilarious. <laughs> Kieran's confused. <laughs> Who are we talking about? Uh, my little cousin and Andy Kaufman. Similar, but not not very much. Oh, okay. Who's Andy? He's a comedian from the 1980s. Uh, Jess showed me that he would like fight women and like bag his audience consistently or walk on stage and just play bongos for an hour. And he was a comedian. He's a massive weirdo. Yeah, yeah. And Jim Carrey played him in a movie once. Which I still have to watch. And they made a movie about Jim Carrey making behind the scenes making this movie and how much, how into character he was and he was a complete weirdo. So, yeah, big deal. And for some reason, Anthony Bergantino just loves him. Yeah. <coughs> our viewers won't know who Anthony is, but I'd like to say our second sponsor for the show is Anthony Bergantino <laughs> from Bergantino Music Industries. He's probably got a music industry. I, d- I don't Does he know. teach? Ben teaches. What's ben te- Ben's band's uh, garage uh, teaching called? Uh, it's called? Let's give him a plug. I can't remember off the top of my head, but we'll plug him next show. How's that? Okay. Yeah. All right. Done. It's a great. He's a great teacher, I think. You know, the next show is the... Show just before Christmas. Is it the Christmas so special? Maybe we'll make a Christmas special. Oh, Christmas special. That sounds great. And I think I have I have a special guest lined up. Ooh. Okay. It's Humphrey B. Bear. <laughs> 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 Only Australian viewers will understand why that's that's funny, but doesn't doesn't matter. Would have preferred the red wiggle. <laughs> I actually met the red wiggle. Did you? Mm-hmm. How how did that happen? At um Cherry Bar. Yep. On the ACDC lane. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was just there. Oh, yeah. Got just got a photo with him. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's good. We'll post in the comments. <laughs> I felt sorry for him because he's out having a great night and everyone's like, can I have a photo? Can yeah. I have an autograph? I'm sure that happens all the time. And they, they can't have a nice night out. Oh, they can. They've just got to say, no, shut the fuck up. I remember when he posed for the photo, you just see the anger in his <laughs> eyes. See a smile, but the anger was there. Uh, what a man. Yeah. He wasn't making children happy that that day. <laughs> I think that's a wrap. I think... Yeah, that I think we're babbling... Oh, damn it, it's oh, gone. Oh, wow, the, the whole... Th- wow, he finished a whole four-person Nutella calzone. It's $8.50. I had to make my $30 minimum <laughs> order. Come on, people. Should just get pizza for tomorrow. Should order the second pizza or have uh, it for lunch tomorrow. Eh. Well, nonetheless... Well, that is a wrap. We're going to be up live... Are we're we? going to be live? No, 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 next week. But up at Philip Island. No, no, I meant but we'll be up and running. Ne- by next yes. week, the podcast will be available to download. Absolutely and people fantastic. will be able to, able what, to listen what to platforms? It. Don't worry about the platforms. Uh, I've got the platforms all under control. The platforms are fine. Yeah. Uh, it's our own uh, version of Spotify, which is called Stupefy, and we're ready to rock and roll. It's just us. And uh, yeah. That sounds great. It's actually pretty funny. I've thought of that right now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write any of those jokes. That's brilliant. <laughs> That's brilliant. We'll be up and running. Um, we'll have so another special guest next week. So hang on. So so, but uh, I'll find out on the night. We'll find out on the night. Yeah, of course. Because I haven't arranged anyone. No, no, I have. You have? I, oh, absolutely. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. 
All right. And then, then the, so next week's show will be the big Christmas special. So we'll bring yep. some Christmas stuff in. Yep. We'll dress up. Yep. I'm coming as an elf on the shelf. Okay. Which makes sense. Yep. And Because uh, you're small. Well, that's right. Uh, leg room. <laughs> that's it. And then the week after that is the... Boxing is the Day special. Bo- oh, Boxing Day special. special. Yep. And then after that... And then that we're at the, uh, the Phillip Island special. Yeah. Three specials. You guys are going to have an absolute ball. Can't wait. That is, thank you to our guest, Blaine. I'm full of bread. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to sleep well tonight, people. So, Kieran, I'd like to thank you for another successful podcast here. For the you know, only uh, we only do one take podcast. That's right. We only do one take. Yeah, that's the right. real shit show. <laughs> An absolute. It's a real shit show. <laughs> and I'd like to say thank you to our lovely listeners and see you next Tuesday. We release it Thursday. See you next Thursday. And I'd just like to say to our, <laughs> I would just like to say to our lo- all our lovely listeners, see you next Thursday.